Support for Paradox comes from the Timothy Center, your online counseling center no matter where you live. The Timothy Center is a marriage and family counseling facility in Austin, Texas, offering distance consultations for those that live outside the Austin area. If you have questions and you'd like to consult with Jimmy, Josh, or one of their licensed professionals, visit them at timothycenter.com. Recording live from Austin, Texas, a conversation about marriage and family that women will love and guys won't want to turn off. Dr. Jimmy Myers and Dr. Josh Myers are a paradox. Welcome to the show. This is Josh and I'm Paradox. I'm Jimmy and you're listening to Josh. Welcome to the show. Hey, everybody. This might be, oh no, it's, a, it's releasing on the 31st. So happy new year. End of 2018. Just coming off the Christmas holidays. What did you learn over Christmas, Joshua? Over Christmas or 2018? Either. All of 2018, what did I learn? Yeah, what did you learn? I learned absolutely nothing. I can't think of a thing. You really put me on the spot. Mm. You know what I learned? Nope. I love caffeine-free Diet Coke. I didn't know that until Christmas. Just this Christmas. You really drank a lot of them. Caffeine-free Diet Coke is like a little Christmas miracle. A miracle that kills you because of all the chemicals? No, because you don't get fat on it, and it doesn't keep you up at night. And it kills you because of all the chemicals. But you will sleep well. <laughs> yes, eternally. And you will not be obese. <laughs> but you will be slowly dying on the inside. Yeah, it's okay. What did any lessons learned in 2018? We should have done a New Year's episode. Why didn't we think about that? Oh, you're right. We should have done a New Year's <laughs> a New Year's episode. I learned that I love Jesus. <laughs> this is going nowhere. He blesses quick. us. Yeah. yeah, I don't know what I could say. We're really bad. Have you ever done a New Year's resolution? Never. Yeah, I never do them. Well, either. I used to. But when you break them like the afternoon of January 1, then you say, oh, I'm not going to do this anymore. But it's great to live gluttonous right before. Thinking you're going thinking to, you're and then talk yourself start. out of the yeah. New Year's resolution. No, way. it's not worth it. Kind of awesome. Not worth it. Today, we are talking about intentional... Mindful living. See, I don't want to use mindful, because y'all think of mindful, you think of yoga, meditation... Chanting your mantras. Only but, people that don't know what to think think that. But intentional living or intentional marriage and family. Which is really all that mindfulness is. Is semantically the way we're going. And here's what we mean by intentional slash mindful. Many of us have had the experience of you get in your car at the end of the day, you pull out of the parking spot, and then you are parking in your driveway. And you think, whoa, how did, I, how did I get here? Your brain was a million different places. Your brain was going over what you'd just done that afternoon, what was going on, the phone calls that needed to be made, the things you got to pick up at the store, and your brain, and then you just, you just drove home on autopilot. You don't remember those lights that you stopped at, the people that you passed. It was all done without thought. That's how most of my eating experiences are. Yes. I was going to start with that. Oh. But I, I decided in 2019... I'm not going to body shame. Oh, what did you learn, and why did you make that change? Again, this is one of those things that I'll break by January 1 by <laughs> mid-afternoon. <laughs> yep. So mindlessly eating, you sit down and you consume 2,500 calories before you even blink. You're not thinking? Not thinking at all. Uh, I mean, there will be days, weeks, that 
you know, Katie and I, so we, I get home, you play with the kids, you have dinner, you bathe, you put them down, you do story time, you pray with them, they sleep, then we go and watch Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, and we look up, and it's like, we've never, we haven't connected in days. Just mindlessly living. We tend to, many of us, we wake up and we mindlessly get ready, like to your point, get the kids ready, get us ready, and then you walk out the door and you step into the current of culture and then you just survive. You just pray you're still breathing when you turn the lamp on your nightstand off at the end of that night. The only thought was survival, just getting done what has to get done. So often, you know, we hear sermons or we read books or we listen to life-altering, really Peabody award-winning worthy podcasts, and we think to ourselves, yeah, I ought to do that. You know, the preacher said, Man, that's, you're right, I should, I should be that, I should do that. And we never do. We never do because we just never we're just in survival mode. We are just checking off the boxes that we have to check off uh, in order to make it to the end of the day. And then it's the weekend, and we got to cart kids to different games and to go and do in church and back and did and grocery and did, and then we just hit money. There's no thought. You know how much I love to quote Dallas Willard? Yes. Almost as much as you like quoting me <laughs> and James Dobson. He once said, and I haven't actually fact checked this Dallas Willard. He used to like catch for the Mets. Is, mm-hmm. Are we thinking yep. of the same? Yep. So someone told me Dallas Willard said this, but I didn't fact check it. So someone Google it for me. That for change to happen, there has to be vision, a plan, and then an act of will. Booyah. That third, you just have to make the decision to change. To your point, we never do it. We just go about life not choosing to really be intentional. And change requires three things. It requires realizing the need to change. And let's go, okay, yeah, we understand there's things we would, we would like our marriages to be a certain way. We would like to parent a certain way. We would like to live our life for the Lord a certain way. So yes, we see the need. Most of us know what to do to change. So we know the need. We know what to do to change. Are you just saying what I just said again? The third thing is the motivation to change. And that is what kicks most of us in the proverbial buttocks, is we want to, but hey, I got a lot of want-tos. We're not motivated to change. If your wife said you're on the curb if you don't blank, all of a sudden we have the motivation to change. If the doctor says you're going to be dead in a year if you don't lose 100 pounds, all of a sudden that why back toast crud tastes good. It's you, We lack the motivation. As long as we're getting up, as long as the bills are paid, as long as we're sort of like everybody else, we're fine. And so we tend to lack the motivation to change. Man, that's impressive. See, yeah. I come in with vision, mm-hmm. plan, active mm-hmm. will. Mm-hmm. You say the exact same mm-hmm. thing seconds later, but so much better. See, And I actually wrote down my ideas, and you just went off the cuff. But Dallas Willard apparently <laughs> plagiarized me. So that's yeah. what I'm a little upset about. Exactly. He uses big words, which, by the way, he's being a little grandiloquent. Getting back on topic, yeah, because we got off on change and, and how change happens, we're not talking about just 
showing up after work and zoning out and not Correct. being anywhere. No, you're actually somewhere. It's it's showing up at the house and your mind being on work, or it's showing up and you know you're playing with your kids, but your your mind is on some Instagram post of a friend that's on vacation and you're you know envying that. Like it's just not in your mind being where you are in person. We say this about young people all the time. They don't just go to a concert. They don't just go to the lake. They're 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 photographing it. They're Snapchatting it. They don't experience it. They they are. It seems as though the only reason they're experiencing it is to kick out to other people through social media that this is what they're doing. It ain't just young people. It, we're not just. It's not just Christmas. We got to line everybody up for the picture so that we can get it on social media. It's not just. We're doing so often as parents, we're doing the exact same thing. We are taking the kids to the dinosaur park, but we're much more interested in the pictures we're going to take at the dinosaur park than we are being at the dinosaur park with the kids. So as much as we kind of say, hey, that's what teenagers do, we sort of do the exact same thing. So in that, to your point, it's not that we're just just numbed out. We're just not somewhere else yep and and the problem with that is if you're not mindful then you're mindless and nothing productive comes through being mindless nothing productive comes from being by accident very seldom does anything good come from simply waking up and putting your feet on the floor that in and of itself doesn't accomplish much we can't just spend so much of our lives which so many of us do mindlessly staring at our phones and then dream of having a great intimate marriage, an intimate close walk with God, a wonderful intimate relationship with our children. You just can't have both of those things. Yes, and you keep using phone. This isn't like an anti-phone thing. It's just you can be playing with your kids, but your mind be on work. I mean, it's just a screen doesn't have to be in front of you for you to be mindless. Yes, it does. For me, the problems are obvious, right? You're checked out. There's no connection. And if there's no connection, then there's no true intimacy. And so if you want, which hopefully you do with your kids and spouse, connection and intimacy, then actually being in your mind the same place you are physically is extremely important. Solutions. Can I go first before you steal all mine? Yep. Mine comes down to time, talking, and can you think of a play, a T word that stands for play? Time, talking, and tiddly Traipsing around. Tiddlywinks while traipsing around. Mm-hmm. So you got to spend time with your family, and you have to calendar it. You have to, I have to have it on my Google calendar that Sunday evenings I hang out with Katie. Or I might erroneously schedule something else. But to your point earlier, it's not simply being in the floor with them or being in the same room with them. Because you can be in the floor with them, and you can be be on the the floor with Katie. This is getting weird quick. And yet not be mindful. Be on your screen, because that's how your mindless is, only staring at screens. <laughs> but so, yes, you spend time, but it's purposefully, mindfully, face-to-face. Yeah, which gets face to the, to the talking, right? Yeah. The the second point of talking, and it's face-to-face, it's kind of a an accepted thing, but I think it's kind of a misnomer that, you know, guys prefer shoulder-to-shoulder and women face-to-face. And I get that, and it's all well and good, and guys like to do things while they talk, but guys are also face-to-face with other people all day at work talking. So it's not like they can't do it. And so it's it's often not helpful when you're doing something else on a screen or watching TV to then have a conversation with your wife because that's it's not really the face-to-face talking that you're after. Correct. And so calendar time, put it on your Google calendar or your 
daytimer if you still write that out. Have face to face. You know, you your said daytimer. Daughter still has a daytimer. No, she doesn't. My wife still writes out her calendar. Wowie wee wow. Yeah, it's kind of weird. Have face to face conversations. And then my third solution besides time and talking is the tiddlywinks. And that is just playing. Do something fun with your on spouse. On the floor. Play with your spouse on the floor. Mm-hmm. Play with your children on the floor, hopefully in a different way. Mm-hmm. Playing and just laughing and having fun is a huge way to be physically and mentally mindful in there. To me, you have to create time. So often we say, well, we don't do that. I would love to take long walks. I would love to do that with the kids. I would love to be that. I would love to have a quiet time. I would love to do these things, but I just don't have the time. The deal is, is of course you have the time. You just don't want to carve it off to more productive things than sleeping or staring at screens or watching television or whatever. Of course you have the time. It's the silliest thing when people say they don't have time. Unless you're sleeping four hours a day and the other 20 is just wall-to-wall with responsibilities, yes, you do have time. It was a couple of years ago. I I was always sleep until roll out of bed, just in time to get in the shower, just in time to get out of the shower, get in the car, break all known speed limits to get to the office on time. Well, do you have just these couples Bible studies in the morning? Of course not. I don't have time. Well, you have time if you get up at 5 a.m., now, all of a sudden, you got time to work out. You got time for couples' devotions. You got time for individual. You got time for a lot of things if you get up at five o'clock. So, or, you know, if, if your work requires you to get that up, then doing something later, you have the time if you will create it. And so you have to create it. And then there is the great book by Richard Foster, A Celebration of Discipline. So much of this, and this kind of goes into our third one too, which is we tell kids, We've said this on the show all the time that we're supposed to tell our kids no early and often. We have to celebrate discipline, and discipline is being able to say no. Uh, discipline, to, to your point about eating 5,000 calories, saying no to something to eat, saying no to something to drink, saying no to going something, saying no to... You've got to be able to say no to yourself as a couple. You've got to tell culture no. If culture says that on Sundays, a Sabbath day, that we are still going to have ball games and rehearsals and practices, and there comes a time that you have to say for your family, no. And all of that is a celebration of discipline to be able to, you know, we just walk into the current of culture and we just ride it till the end of the day. Discipline is purposefully making choices to live the kind of life that you want to live. Because you're living right now the life where you are and what you're doing and it is where you are this very moment is the sum total of the decisions that you've made in your life. You can make different decisions to be in a different place, doing a different thing. So we we need to stop this, there's nothing I can do mentality because there's a ton you can do and it begins with saying no. You know, I would add if you struggle with celebrating discipline and if you struggle with calendaring time, you know, accountability helps. Maybe talking to either a pastor or just a peer or a counselor, trying to get some sort of help in this area, because ultimately it comes down to that discipline piece, to live intentionally, to live mindful, and to actually have and achieve true intimacy with your family. And all the people said... Kumquat. No. No. 
That's not what they said. What did all the people they say? They said amen. Ah, so they agreed. Mm-hmm. If you want more information about this episode or any previous episode, it's paradoxpodcast.com. You can also find our socials there. We hope that you have a blessed... A very merry New Year's. What's the New Year's? Happy. What's the New Year's song? May old acquaintance be forgot. And a one, and and a two, and a three. Nevermore. Let old acquaintance acquaintance be forgot. Keep your eye on the grand old flag. Good night, everybody. Take care. Paradox is produced by Billy Lee Myers Jr. For more about Billy, go to therapywithbilly.com. For more information about our Paradox evangelist, Julie Lyles Carr, go to julielylescar.com. And if you want more details about what was discussed on today's show, go to paradoxpodcast.com. Next time on Paradox. Yeah, it was hard. It was hard to hard for me to accept, and uh, I had to decide like what I, what I was going to do now when all that when all that was gone. Right. I think a lot of a lot of families face, you know, maybe not something as dramatic and drastic as what you experience, but they will experience uh, an abrupt life change of course. You know, this is you know, you always say you want to make God laugh, well just tell him your plans. Yeah, right. right. So